Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Dusty Thunder Podcast. We have with us for the third time, Candy Thunder. Third time. Third time's a charm here. Candy Thunder's back with us. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm dandy, Tater. How are you? Actually, I'm lying. My brain is fried. My brain is fried as <laughs> as evidenced by, by my behavior I, for the past 24 hours. <laughs> I have the best story. Um, and I, I, it happened last night, so I'm so it's fresh and I'm excited to share. <laughs> it was so great. Go ahead. I know okay. what you're going to say. So um, Dusty, like earlier in the week, said he wanted to stay home with Navy on Thursday. Um so he stayed home with her yesterday. It's very out of his routine. Um, and him and Navy are both like routine people. Can't break the routine. Creatures of habit. Yes. Um, it means something to them to like follow those, to follow their lines. Um, so anyways, uh, he stayed home. They had a, a wonderful day, but it, I feel like it kind of like broke your your focus, like your drive for the week. Like it, it threw it all out of spiral. Something, I don't know. One out of, of those spiral. Things, one of those out, things. Out of spiral. <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. Anyways, so he, I got dinner ready, um, and he was going to do Navy's bath and he's in there and the water's been running for a long time. And I go in there and he's like, we have no hot water. And I'm like, well, I mean, I just used it with, with to get, you know, stuff ready for dinner. So I think we have hot water and he's like, it's not working. <laughs> so then he's like, well, how much did you use to wash dishes? And I'm like, not enough to affect a bath. And, uh, I walk back out and I walk back in and I'm like, babe, you only have the cold water on, not the hot water. There's no hot water turned on. And I just hung my head in shame. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. I'm getting her bath ready and I'm mentally, mentally just fried. And it wasn't even like a hard day. I don't know why I was fried, but I was fried. That, I, to me, it was because you're, it, you broke routine. Like maybe. You guys, and you and Navy are both like she's the, she has that trait for sure. Yeah, I, maybe. I just feel like, well, I, I also made the decision to to request to stay home with her Thursday. Oh, because, that's true. Because I, I felt like I was mentally fried yeah. and needed a day. I don't know that that day helped at all. <laughs> Staying home with Navy does not. Uh... It's, it's not a vacation from <laughs> no. anything at all. No, it's almost harder. I think it is. I, I think, think it really is. Because busier. you have to be, you're, you are just, yeah, all the time. Just mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. There's no respite in there at all. Uh, but I, I sat there before starting the bath and legitimately looked at the faucet and looked at the handles and was like, 
I don't know which one's which. Like, I think it's this one. That one makes sense because I think that's hot, like on the sink. But but they're backward for the for the tub for whatever reason. They're they're not. They're the same. But they're backwards when you sit on the side of the tub. They are maybe, backwards maybe at the angle it. that we have to turn on the tub. But they, if you if you think about that way, they they do match the actual faucets you know there are those things that you just take for granted in life and like you do a million times and then one time you look at it and you're like i don't know what the hell to do i know this uh that's where i was that's like when i i called it covid brain but i don't really i think it might just be toddler parent brain but maybe um but i when i got to a gas pump i got out of my car and i just looked at it (laughs) and i was like i didn't know what to do first or like what I didn't even, I didn't even have my gas cap like open to put gas in my car. I was just like, what do I do? Like what, what buttons do I push? How do I go from here? Uh, it was so I, I and, and that's not because, it. and that's not because I'm the only one who fills up her, her car with gas. Cause she does it more than I do. It's, it's, I think pre Navy, oh, yeah, I probably would fill it up for you a lot more often, but now right. it's like, we're just so busy that it's. <laughs> It's like you're on your own. And now I'm like, <laughs> how far can I get on one mile to leave? <laughs> Let's like, test this. You're like Kramer. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, man. On Seinfeld, they have the, that episode where they're driving on E for like, it's like the whole last part of the episode. They're just seeing how far they can go on oh, E. Oh, yeah. It's like, a, uh, it's George and Kramer. I I remember Seinfeld because I watched it when I was so young, but I haven't ever rewatched it. But I think that we should probably do that. We should. It's such a funny show. It is a funny. There are so many shows out there, though. Mm-hmm. It's like if we made a list of all the shows we wanted to watch, I had I don't feel like it would be near the top. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, I, I too many. Yeah, we are. Think our our rewatch. Re, that's a hard word to say for me with my R's. I, I have a thing with R's. Okay, that's Lam- Lambert's is home of the what? Throwed rolls. I have to, <laughs> to no, get really in there. <laughs> She's trying to avoid saying throat rows. Yeah. Or railroad. <laughs> railroad. 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 Row. <laughs> I have an issue with those. They're hard. It's my tongue cute. doesn't work. It's endearing. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Just trying to say ours correctly. And I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know what you were saying either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so slight segue. Okay. Having Candy Thunder here is um, is a special treat. Yeah, there were, I mean, people that reached out to us and asked that I not do the show with you um, because I was your wife and because we were too couple Too couple Because we were married um, and that you weren't as fun um, when you did the show with me because we talked about tougher subjects and that was hard for me to hear. Yeah. It, it, it hurt me. You know, the first one was like, okay, that's one person's opinion. Um, and then there were multiple people that spoke up and said, I don't watch the ones with Candy Thunder because I don't like X, Y, Z and whatever. Um, and you know, it, it did suck at first. Like I was like, oh, that, that burns, that hurts. I mean, there could be worse things that people say about you. And I always like the thing that I, I think it took a couple months for me to be like, I feel comfortable again because I, I don't like to put myself out there. And so for someone to say that was, it was, blah, I didn't like it. Um, but I think the saying is you can be the juiciest peach and there's still people that don't like peaches. Right. 
So, yeah. And so beer today and I got into a discussion last night about this, actually it, not that specifically mm-hmm. about something different uh, because his podcast just came out. Um, and I think he might've had a little bit of similar feedback and uh, really, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I told him that, you know, I'll go through periods and this last week has been one of those periods where I will intentionally not spend time looking at comments. Yeah, for sure. Because I think you sometimes for your mental health have to check out mm-hmm. of that for a little bit. And and by far, by far, there's there's so much more positivity and good comments mm-hmm. going on than negative ones. But as a human, you can't help but let those right. negative ones stick and, and hang on to you longer. Uh, yeah. And I told him, I was like, this past week, I've been just... Uh, disengaged from it because I'm just in a place where I can't let them poison my day. Right. I can't let those few negative comments poison my day. And then this morning as I was in the office and I was thinking about our podcast and thinking about, you know, the, the, the couple of comments that had, that had felt like they had poisoned my day or whatever it was, this hot, this hot, this hot hit me, this, <laughs> this thought, this thought hit me where I was like, I was like, that one comment is like, a single grain of sand mm-hmm. on a beach with right. a, with yep. with so so many more positive comments there but i was letting that one grain of sand yep infect me and poison my day and put me in a negative headspace and i'm like it's horseshit and you know what yes. sometimes we have to we have to disengage and and not like intentionally not let those things poison our day i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think my my disengaging from comments for a week and also go through and, and like some, but I don't spend as right. much time dwelling in them or paying close attention and letting those negative ones really get to me because I chose not to. Right. It's like, I choose, I choose not to let those yeah. things affect me right now. And sometimes I, that means ignoring them. I, I intentionally, um, and we kind of adopted this, but we don't post on Friday and Saturday. Right. Um, because we need those days. Um, on TikTok, we still do on, on yeah, YouTube. and YouTube is scheduled out. Right. Um, we do not schedule out on TikTok. We manually post on TikTok. We just prefer to do it that way. But yeah. knowing that we don't need to engage on Friday and Saturday um, for our mental health, I think is it's a big thing for us because yeah. it allows us. We're off with our family. The agency is closed. Um, it just gives us that time, and we do post back on Sunday. But it's just a lot sometimes. Yeah, I think it is. to it is, and again, it's you know. Probably 95% of it is positive, but it's that 5%. I I mean, almost like 98, 99% is positive. So that one to 2% is just because we're human. It's sometimes enough to just poison your mind. It's every, and you know, I see it on every creator and and everyone's excuses. Well, you put yourself out there. If you're putting yourself out there on the internet, you are inviting public opinion. And that's true, but I don't think everyone has to be. Like sometimes people are assholes just to be assholes just to say something shitty yeah well and and when people make negative comments this is something else that beer today and i messaged about yesterday i was like i don't know what people are thinking whenever they make those comments and i think the ultimate deduction from that from that is that they aren't thinking they don't think about you know the emotional impact that it's going to have on another human being they don't think about they don't think about what they're really saying they're just throwing their two cents in and Mm -hmm. just going on about their merry way and that's fine it's absolutely fine. And it is up to us to find a way to balance and to find a way to guard right. ourselves from having it affect our days. And and we're finding that. We we encourage 
healthy disagreement, right? It's mm-hmm. and and whenever whenever I see someone in comments that is is you know almost upset that they're disagreeing with me or, or disappointed or or like they're struggling with the fact that they're disagreeing with me, I feel like I have to clarify whenever that right. happens and be like, no, 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 like I don't don't right. apologize for that. That's a good thing. We are unique individuals. We each had a different path lead us to this moment in life, and how we see things is based on the filter that we developed, based on all those experiences that we had. No two filters are going to be the same. And we're going to put and I that, disagree all the time. We're going to put that whole line on a shirt, and it's going to be like, don't be upset if you disagree. Yeah. We all have a filter. I, I don't remember what else you said. <laughs> I don't but, either. But that whole line is just going to be written in a, w- a, wall, of a text wall of text on a shirt. Yes. I yeah. It's here's. I do have a line, um, and it's for lives. Um, and we have like it, basically the same group of people that jump in on lives. Um, some are subscribers, some are not. Um, but normally, it's there's like this core group of people that jump in um, and that we engage with. But sometimes we'll you know, we get in front of more people and someone will jump on and be like, you shouldn't be talking about that. Talk about something that matters or next story, next story. And I'm like, he is not a dancing monkey up here for your, yeah. He's not up here with like the little monkey with the symbol thing, like from toy story. No, I'm like, you got to You got to stop. Like, this is his show. He's running it. And we'd love for everyone to be a part of it, but it is not one of those NPC lives. (laughs) <laughs> where I react to every mm-hmm. yeah thank you for the mm-hmm. I'm like I, I feel like it's more a show mm-hmm. no it is not really, like that <laughs> I want to see you do that no absolutely not every time I come upon one of those and you know what more power to them for making that their shtick and doing it but I'm like every time I see one of those I'm like what am I doing with my life <laughs> uh. Like, I, I don't, don't understand it. I, I don't get it. I don't either. But but you know it works. And for we've talked we've talked about you know what people see in that, and I think it's control. People have the ability to manipulate another human mm. being by doing something interesting on their end and having control over them, and it works. And more power to them for doing it. Uh, but but is yeah. that why the um, going live while sleeping yes, works? Same because thing. they they have people the control, control over waking over them another up. Another person. Yeah, that's insane, isn't it? To think about. Interesting. Yeah. It's wild. There's some people out there that got some stuff. <laughs> they got some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they got some stuff going on. They got some stuff going on, tell you what. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, that's, um, it's wild. The, the, yeah, it's, it's wild. We have some cool stories for you today. Our first one is, uh, is a little Halloween-y. Yeah, it's a follower submission. Do you want to go ahead and get into it? I think we should. I yeah, think we should, think we should too. Okay, this is a follower submission, um, and it is titled The Ghostly Encounter. Should I read this in a spooky voice? No, I think you should read this in your dusty voice. In my dusty voice? Yes. Okay. I, 30s female, was kind of a rotten child. Not in a diagnosed behavioral plot. We starting off strong. We are. Not in a diagnosed behavioral problems kind of way, but in a middle child who annoyed my brother, now 30s male, and sister, now 40s female, because I like to play jokes and just be a complete nuisance kind of way. I've paid for it multiple times over with my kids because they are just like me. For example, I would stay in the bathroom too long even though I knew someone needed to use it in a one-bathroom house. I would hide things I knew they were looking for just to be a pest. If it was off-limits, it was my next mission. I was the epitome of a shithead. Thankfully, I grew out of it and now have good relationships with both of my siblings. This story is going to focus on one specific instance. The time I felt it was appropriate to pretend to be a ghost and scare my brother. I was 12 years old at the time and my brother was 9. Why I thought it would be a good idea to pretend to be a ghost and scare my brother, I have no idea. But as I said before, 
I was a shithead. We were army brats, and once my dad officially retired, we settled into our home. The house we lived in growing up had a walkout basement, so there was one room that was basically underground and had no windows. We all got to take turns having this room. Not sure why we all wanted that room, but we did. It was my brother's turn to be in the room with no windows, and I was in the room adjacent to him. I knew it would be pitch black in his room, so I got to work on my ridiculous idea. I was going to scare the crap out of my brother. He was younger than me and had to go to bed earlier, so once I knew he was asleep, I grabbed a white sheet and draped it over my body. I went into his room, which was pitch black, and I began my ghost-like encounter. I kind of thumped the end of his bed to stir him awake, always moving in a ghost-like way. Do we really know how ghosts move? And then... And I then kind of grazed where his feet were to make sure he knew someone or something was there. He was more alert by this point and asked if it was me, but I didn't say a word, just continued with my stupid movements under the white sheet. Then he started yelling for our mom and seemed worried, but didn't move. I touched his feet again and made odd noises, then after a minute, just left. About five minutes after I left his room, I heard him run out and start yelling for our parents. He was terrified. He repeated his encounter to my parents and told them that he thought there was a ghost in our house. My parents comforted him, told him that he must have been dreaming and that it wasn't real and got him back to bed. I listened to him tell the story over and over again for the next few weeks, but never said a word and I just pretended to believe him. He truly believed this was real. This went on for over 20 years. This was his spiritual encounter and he believes it happened to him. Who was I to take that away? Well, remember when I said I was a shithead? Maybe I didn't outgrow it. Because recently, he was telling the story about his ghostly encounter, and I could tell from the way he spoke that he still 100% believed it. Why in this moment I decided to come clean, I don't know, but I told him the truth. It was me! I dressed up in a white sheet and pretended to be a ghost. His mouth dropped open at first. He refused to believe me. So I told him everything I did, and we both agreed that I was an asshole, but that I had pulled off the best prank in the history of our family. Just call me Prank Sinatra, I guess. And yes, now we laugh about this story. Seriously thankful our family has a sense of humor because they would be no contact with me for sure. I honestly have no idea why I decided to do this to my brother. I have no idea why I decided it was a good idea to be a shithead to my family, maybe because I was a kid, but I do know that I grew up and realized how big of an asshole I was and decided to change. So, Dusty, this story is an I am the asshole story. I know I am the asshole, but I thought you would enjoy it. This is fantastic. So, uh, so I have, I have a question. What were the ghostly noises that you made like? <laughs> Yes. Candy Thunder is the asshole in the story. <laughs> yes, Let's this is my this, story. This is Candy Thunder. Um, hi, it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. I'm the ghost. <laughs> it's me. Um, I want to know what the noises were like. I don't even. I don't woo. even remember. Like Candy Thunder's, like woo. I was like woo. I think it was more like. Like, why? In my head, I'm like, why? Like, why did I put time and effort into doing these things when I was a kid? I don't know, but I do know. I mean, you've been in that room. That room is, if you shut the door and turn off the lights, there is no pitch light. Black. It yes. is pitch black. There is... Like sensory deprivation mm -hmm. chamber. It's 100%. Um, so it was his turn to be in that room. And maybe I was pissed because it was his turn to be in that room. That seems like something a kid would like get upset yeah. about. Um, but yeah, so I... Uh, I grabbed like what was a queen size sheet um, so that it would cover like my entire body and and did this to my brother and 
he, <laughs> like at one point I knew that he was scared. Um, and I knew that he was upset, but like, I still kept going. Like I still grazed his feet. I still made him believe what was happening. And <laughs> to know, like when I heard him telling, I hadn't heard him tell that story in a really long time, but we were standing in the kitchen at my parents' house and he was like, He's like, no, this house is haunted. I know it's haunted because of what happened. And he like repeats this story. And I'm like, dude, that was me. Like, it's not real. It was me. And he's like, what? And I'm like, no, seriously. Like, it was me. I think I was there. You were there. You were standing right I was there whenever she came clean to him. And it was like, oh, shit. There we go. But I do. I I feel bad because I feel like I took like an experience away from from him. Like that experience was just a prank and <laughs> i don't think you took it away from him though i think you just yeah. altered you like you you changed it from like a, a frightening <laughs> spiritual experience to like a and i got pranked thing it's it's still an experience but the whole time that he lived at our at this house like for the rest of like college and everything um he probably thought that the house was haunted did he ever did he continue staying in that room or has he always stayed in different rooms now mm. I don't remember. I don't remember how much longer he stayed in that room, but I know that he was scared because I did send him this story and I'm like, hey, remind me if I'm missing anything. And he was like, no, I was screaming for mom, like running up the stairs and like dad intercepted and told me um, that I must have been dreaming and mom was (laughs) asleep and not to wake her up with this crap. And now as a parent, you have to be like, man, if one of our kids came to us like this, you'd be like, uh, I'd be like, oh my God, there's a ghost <laughs> just to find out it was actually just Caden Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His awkward ghost might be realistic. Oh my gosh. It is so freaking funny though. So there was like, this just sums up me as a child. My dad had these mustache scissors and they were like the sacred mustache scissors. Do not. Yeah touch the scissors right. like they're off limits so because they were off limits i was like because he I, was an army guy yeah it was he was mustache, yeah he was very yeah. yes um like you don't touch them my mom was like do not touch these because they can't be dull they have to be sharp and um he i get that now because <laughs> if you cut shit with scissors like it does dull them right but i had to touch these scissors and there's i couldn't do it whenever like i couldn't bring them out of the bathroom it had to happen in the bathroom so my brother was outside the door saying he had to go to the bathroom, but I was like, I'm holding these scissors that I'm not allowed to use. And why I didn't think it was a good idea to cut like toilet paper or something. I cut the shower curtain. <laughs> like I snipped the shower curtain with my dad's mustache scissors and my brother's outside. He has to go to the bathroom. He can't get in. And I'm in here just whatever. I'm not even going to the bathroom at this point. I'm just clogging it up so that no one else can use it. So poor Ryan's outside the door prairie dog. <laughs> literally, and you're, you're literally cutting up a f- shower curtain yes. you imagine what we would do if our kids did that like they would be would, in so much trouble they would be in deep deep shit but it this would is be a this come to is, jesus this is why i say that ava will grow out of it because i feel like there was a turning point for me where i was like don't be a shithead like maybe so there, there's there's prankster shithead like a mischievous shithead mm-hmm. and then there's just like uh teenage attitude shithead you know what i mean yeah, and we're, we're in the teenage attitude yeah. shithead phase right and now. i was i was getting into that phase like when this happened but i'm so glad <laughs> that we didn't meet back then or like whenever we worked together at outback 10 years before we ever mm-hmm. started dating i'm so glad that 
if you were still in your teenage shithead phase that mm, we I probably we was didn't spend time together. But like any teacher, any teen, any teacher, yeah, any teenager, you're only a shithead like in the walls of your home. That's how it works for us, anyways. When they go out into the world, they're we hope they're polite. Good. We know that they are because their teachers like them. Their teachers like have really they have relationships with teachers. Like I feel like when you make that connection, you're not a shithead. And I feel like our kids are only shitheads at home. Only to us. Only to us, which is normal because they they feel comfortable. So yeah. They just let the they let the walls down. Thank you for showing me that side of you. That's what we get. We get the real side. Everyone else gets the public side. With Navy, that's not that's not that's not the case. Super thankful. Also, uh, in this story, before we move on to our next story, I think it's hilarious that, you know, the 12 year old version of you in 1998, uh, when you thought ghost, you thought of like the Scooby-Doo version, right? Of a ghost. You're like, let me grab a white sheet. Well, <laughs> I thought I wanted and something that would show like, because it was so dark in that room. Um, I wanted, I needed something that would like show up in the white, like yeah. against the dark, I thought would, would make Make it look scary. And apparently it did because he <laughs> believed it. And I feel... <laughs> For a long, long time. We haven't uh, done anything like that to our kids. Uh, I think the closest that we came to was probably at Target. Um, oh, yeah, when, that When video. the kids were little. They were little, little. Like We may have to find that video and old, add it to the podcast. How old were they? Uh, like five? Five and five, six? six. Yeah. Uh, so I found like a gorilla mask <laughs> and hands... Uh, at Target, and and I there's probably security footage from Target somewhere that somebody held onto because it's freaking hilarious. We but have some kind of camera we did, footage. We recreated yeah. some of it at home later on, but um, I think that was like the next year or two years later or something. Right. Uh, but I, I slipped on this gorilla mask and put the hands on, and then Candy Thunder and the kids were like looking at something in an aisle, and I crept around the back of a different <laughs> aisle and had that on and like, crept around and scared the living shit out of Ava. Yeah. Like scream, like blood curdling scream scared. Uh, and of course we were all laughing, but she did not think it was funny at all. And then we bought the mask, we bought and, the the mask hands. and the hands. And yeah. like a couple of years later, I, uh, I was messing with her at the front door and scared her again. She, and she pretty much reacted the same. Wasn't yeah. a fan. We, uh, she was easy to scare. Uh, Kieran and Brady were more like run away, yes. don't look back, kind of scared. They're like internalize their fear and just run. But it was like the, um, like when the, it was like a black swan or the black goose that bit Ava. Oh, and Kieran yeah. and Brady just took off running. Yes. That one that exactly. she was feeding, feeding the ducks or something in this black, uh, was it a swan or a goose? I don't remember what it was, but it, it was, was mean. Goose. Yeah, it was a goose. Um, but it came it up. It came up and. Like she was feeding the ducks and it wanted the food and like she wasn't giving it out fast enough or something, but it came and it bit her on the back of the calf, yep. it bit her on the back of the thigh. Then As it bit she her was butt. trying to climb up yeah. the picnic table that was sitting there, it bit her on the thigh and, and the butt. Yeah. And then while that's happening, Kira Brady, again, little, little kids, blood curling screams, start taking <laughs> off running, start running, trying to run across a road. They did run across the road. They ran across the road to the other side of the Tahoe and were hiding on the other side of the Tahoe. It's the most dangerous thing. <laughs> like, was. no, we'll take on oncoming traffic before we have to face that goose. <laughs> Luckily, it was like a side road around a And there was nobody lake. around. Oh, there was an ass chewing there, though. Like, yeah. You never, ever, ever run into a road. Oh, my gosh. But Ava was like scaling a picnic table. Kieran and Brady were running across the road and we were like, 
torn in different directions, like, but laughing our asses off. Did you say porn? I didn't mean to say porn. A torn in different directions. It was was very much a cats in a wheelbarrow kind of moment. Yeah. It was like, oh, what is happening? And I'm like trying to console Ava while laughing my ass off because it wasn't, it's funny now, but in the moment she was... It was it was funny and terrifying at the same yep. time, just because of the reaction that that it was a mess. <laughs> uh, it was a freaking one mess. Of, that is one of my favorite a favorite memories. All right, we're gonna go ahead and move into our first official story here from someone that's not us. All right, this uh, this story is from the AITA subreddit, and it is titled "Will I be the astronaut if I didn't get a mole removed for my friend's wedding?" Immediately, no. <laughs> just know what no, you shouldn't have to remove am i the asshole for not getting aesthetic surgery to be in my friends with? no this sounds like a shitty friend already right i hope it clarifies hi everyone i'm writing to all of you because i've been going back and forth on this issue and i feel conflicted my 24 friend zoe 25 female is getting married and i am said to be a bridesmaid in her wedding which is early next year i'm excited for the wedding and i'm doing everything i can to help her out with planning and setting up Recently, Zoe asked me out for coffee away from the other bridesmaids, and she said that she wanted to talk to me about something privately. I agreed and asked her if something was wrong. She said it was nothing huge, and she just wanted to talk to me. I met up with Zoe the other day. Like she asked, it was there that she told me she wanted me to get the mole on my face removed before the wedding. I have a mole on my right cheek, kind of near my nose. It's not huge, but it's definitely noticeable. Zoe explained that she wanted everyone to look good in the wedding photos, as well as on the wedding day, understandable, and that the mole on my face would be a distraction and that it wouldn't look good in the photos. She said that she would pay for the surgery out of pocket as she could afford it, and all I would have to do is go and get it removed. I told her that I needed time to think about it. She said she understood, but let me know that it would be mandatory for me to have the procedure in order to be a bridesmaid. I said that I would get back to her. I'm really conflicted on this because I have had times where I've been insecure about my mole and Zoe wasn't lying when she said that it distracts from my face. So if she was asking me to remove it, it may be better on the long run and she's paying for it. However, I really don't know if I want to if I want such a procedure done to my face, which is why I'm thinking about not going through with it. But Zoe is my friend. And more importantly, she's the bride and I want her to have the best day, which is why I may be the asshole. If I didn't go through with it, would I be wrong if I didn't get the mole removed on my face? I can't, I can't imagine asking someone out for coffee and then being like, "Mm, by the way, I'm going to need you to change your appearance in order to be in my wedding. No, this is a shitty person. You don't have to, but it's mandatory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to unless you want to be a bride. Right. And then you do have to. It doesn't matter, OP, if you have wanted to have this mole removed, if you've been thinking about it your whole life. It, It does not matter. The thing that matters here is that your friend wants you to get it removed for her own selfish purposes. And that's all you need to know. That is You're a shit person that is not a friend. Now, this, now you could let her pay for it if you always wanted it to be done. That's what my, um, this is, I want to be petty because I want you to, if you want the mole removed, get it removed. Let her pay for it. And let it happen. Don't be a bridesmaid. And then don't be a f-ing bridesmaid in this wedding. Walk the F away. Get your mole removed if that's what you want. If you don't want it removed, then don't do it and don't be in the wedding. Yes. But if you want it removed, 
use her funds, let her pay for it, and then walk the away. There you go. That's all you got to do. And then you can just tell her that you getting your mole removed was your wedding gift to her. Yeah, it was your parting gift for your friendship because this girl, Zoe, you're an asshole. If you it, do not deserve to have OP in your wedding. When they remove it, ask if you can keep it. <laughs> give it to her as the gift. Like, wrap it up. Wrap it up and give it to her as a gift. And then on the card, be like, best wishes on your moly matrimony. Warmest regards. <laughs> best wishes, warmest regards. Holy, what did you? Mo- moly matrimony. Moly matrimony. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Austin Powers and they're like, moly, 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 moly. <laughs> moly, moly. <laughs> Oh, oh man no this is this is terrible the fact that this is not a friend this is not a friend Mm-mm. this is a, like a frenemy maybe why i just i mean zoe's got some balls for asking someone out to coffee and asking them to alter their appearance i just that just blows my mind in pictures Zoe can ask the photographer to Photoshop right? that shit out and get and get OP's permission. Right. That at max would be like, hey, uh, do you mind if we do this? But even then, I'd be like, you're an asshole for asking. She said. But the fact that she. Uh, no, this is terrible. Uh, she said. Zoe wasn't lying when she said that it distracts from my face, but I thought she said it wasn't really that big. She uh, she did say that. And I mean, I I grew up like. The Cindy Crawford era where the mole on Cindy Crawford's face was like the mark of beauty. It was beauty. a beauty mark, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't, I always find, and I know people with that probably feel differently about it, but I always thought that that was a mark of beauty. Like that was, that was pretty. That was something unique about yourself. Um, but I understand as far as like having to look in the mirror every day and seeing something that maybe you don't like and wanting to change that. I mean, I, I, I get that, but. But it's got to be OP's choice. And, and you know, I, I kind of backtrack on thinking that she should do it and, and let Zoe pay for it now because when she looks in the mirror for the rest of her life and mm-hmm. doesn't see that mole, she's going to see this she's memory. memory. Yep. It's like it's going to be an emotional scar. Right. Left on your face forever. And I don't think that's worth it. Or, or it's a scar that says that I stood up for myself got something taken care of that I wanted taken care of anyways. And uh, this friend who wasn't actually a friend revealed herself. And now I'm a better person for it. If you look at it like glass half full, I don't know, but so, but she's always going to have a memory attached to where that scar was. I mean, where the mole was. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If anything, OP, uh, we're of the opinion that you should surgically remove both the mole and Zoe. Right. If you choose to, but it has to be something you want to do. If it's something you've always wanted to do and you're ready for that, then Mm -hmm. great. If you're not ready for that yourself to do this for you, not for Zoe, Mm -hmm. you you have to do this for you. It can't be for someone else. It doesn't even matter if it's a shithead friend who's asking you to do it for her wedding, which, by the way, is a shithead friend. Zoe is ask on one all the way. It wouldn't matter if it was your significant other. It wouldn't matter if it was your mother. It wouldn't matter... Who it was, someone else asking you to do it is them being a shithead. Mm-hmm. You have to decide this for you if and only if and when you are ready. Right. That's it. A hundred percent agree. OP would not be the asshole. One hundred percent. NTA. Zoe, enjoy your trip. Your honeymoon is going to be happening at Ascon One. <laughs> your honey mole. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's just a bitchy thing to do. It's so shitty. It's so shitty. 
Uh, uh. And she was like, oh, it's nothing big that I want to talk to you about. It's just cutting off part of your face. Yeah. And knowing that that, I mean, that means that Zoe looks at her and only sees that. Yeah. If she thinks it's a big enough deal to get it removed. And I'm guessing, well, I don't know how close they were as friends, but if Zoe was a real friend at some point, she would be aware of the insecurities attached to yeah. that for OP as well. Yeah. And to, to not even like, to not even segue into it, to not even tiptoe into it, to just be like, it's not a big deal. Right. But I need you to cut off part of your face <laughs> to be on my wedding. <laughs> you, Zoe. Okay, you want to dive to the next one? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, our next story is from Relationship Advice, and it is, I, female 34, feel like my husband, male 36, is trying to upstage me. How do I not feel better? (laughs) How do I not feel bitter about this? (laughs) That's a big difference there. Yes. (laughs) Eight years ago, we had our first child. We weren't in a position where we could afford any child care, so I dropped to part-time while he kept his full-time job. For those three years, I was absolutely miserable. I was lucky that my mother-in-law was there to help out the first year. I appreciated her help. But after she moved, it was just me till 5 p.m. All things considered, she wasn't too fussy, but cooking, cleaning, and taking care of my daughter was just exhausting. Once he got home, he was happy to help, and he did the night routines. He took care of her all of Saturdays, but I still did most of the night wake-ups. I got back to work once we got her in preschool, and the weight off my shoulders felt fantastic. Three years back, we decided we wanted to try for another. By this time, I'd been promoted and was making more than our incomes. We could easily afford childcare with this, but my husband decided he wanted to play stay-at-home mom this time. I could afford it, we talked about it, and it made sense at the time. It was petty of me, but I did kind of want him to have a taste of what I went through. He's done awesome, to the point where I feel like he's trying to spite me. After I was done with maternity leave, it was just him with our son. Ever since, it's like he's been trying to be better than I was. I cooked a good deal of boxed stuff, and this man wants to spend his time making me things like a quiche and texting me recipes he wants to try out. I cleaned, but it never occurred to me to dust the ceiling fans and shelves every single month. That's fine, but it's another thing to be extra. The school bus has worked fine up until now, but he's decided that he'd rather do pickups and drop-offs himself. I don't think it's nitpicky to just do what's been working. I feel like he's making this a contest I can't win because I'm trying to support us. I had to ask to be included in the bedtime routine with my daughters just so quiet now when I'm doing it, when she's all giggles with him. I know he thinks it's hard. I read his Discord messages and he vents about things to his friends. But when I get home, all smiles, happy family. Here's a ravioli that could have been store-bought. It's dishonest. Today was the kicker. It's my birthday and I heard a grand total of nothing. He left a note on the counter that he took the kids to Sweet Frog so I can have the house to myself and that to be ready by seven. I feel like he's trying to prove something. Like there's a trophy while I'm busting my butt giving us an income. Since he hasn't really done anything wrong, I feel like I'm not allowed to be mad at him, but that's not fair. It sucked for me, and he's just parading around like he can do no wrong in this, and that he's just (laughs) full of sparkles and sunshine. I'm not sure how to move past these feelings, and I don't even know if I should. Top comments here. This is a you problem. Talk to a therapist. You're mad because he enjoys and is good at something you didn't enjoy and weren't good at. He's not doing anything wrong. Is it as simple as that? It's, I mean... The whole time that you are reading, I was like, this This is a her problem. This is her problem. It's not her husband's problem. Um, I hate that she said he wanted to play stay-at-home mom. No, 
he's a stay-at-home dad because there are two parents, a mom and a dad, right. and he is a stay-at-home dad. And I don't understand why. Okay, here's one thing. One, the first year after you have a baby for a woman is different than it is for a man because it's a lot harder to get back to yourself before pregnancy. Biologically. So let's recognize that. And yes. emotionally. Yeah. Yes. You're you're all over the place. It's hard. You're exhausted. Like everything feels heavy. Um, and it does it does take that full year to uh, to become who you were pre-pregnancy, if you ever even get back to that same person. But she stayed home for three years and hated it. So why? It's like because she hated it, she wanted him to hate it too. She right. wants her husband to be miserable. That does not make sense to me. I, I, I it is clearly a her problem. It, I, I feel like we can understand where she's coming from, right? You can, you can see that that you know if something was really hard for you, seeing mm-hmm. your partner not struggle with it, right, would would sting a little bit, right? But what do you do with that? And and again, it's you can't be an asshole for feeling something. It's what do you do with it? And for her, it's like she's resenting him for, for sure. It. Yes, and but I I honestly that's feel not fair. I feel like she feels because society says that moms are supposed to be this amazing motherly figure, um, and dads are supposed to bring the income. Dads are supposed to work. Like that's. You feel like that's the tradition. That's the that's you know that's what we're raised to believe, um, and that is changing nowadays. But I think she feels like she's supposed to live up to this expectation that she did not live up to. So she's got some guilt that she's yeah, projecting sure. upon him yes. and resenting him because because but, she didn't fulfill her societal role. Yes, and because Look, he he is he's he's doing. I mean, they're doing it differently, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. And she needs to stop thinking about what it should look like and think about what it does look like. Yeah. She has a man at home that's taking care of her kids that enjoys that being there. It. Right. That enjoys cooking. Oh my God. If I had, if I went to work and you enjoyed, I don't think you would enjoy staying home every day. I just don't, I don't enjoy staying home every day. I love the fact that I get to come, come to the office three days a week. Like that means something to me. Right. It breaks up the monotony of being a stay at home parent. Um, and it is hard. I do, I did not I stayed home the whole first year with Ava. It was a little over a year and I didn't enjoy it. Like I I didn't love it the way that I thought I was supposed to love it. Um Did you feel guilty for not loving for sure, it? For sure, yeah, a hundred percent. I didn't and I feel guilty now when I go to work and I, you know, take Navy to kids stay out. But the growth that she's made in the program that she's in, um, is all that I need to see to know that what I'm doing is good for me and what I'm doing is good for her. Well, and I think as a parent, by the same stroke, you, when you are home with them, like if you find yourself disgruntled or discouraged mm-hmm. anyway, like you feel guilt then too, right? For sure. It's like, you, there, yeah. there's no winning here. It's a Kobayashi Maru. It's tough as shit. No matter what you do, you're going to feel some level of guilt, no matter which direction you take here. It is tough as hell, but Resenting your partner because of this, because of something mm-hmm. that you feel about yourself sucks. Like he, he, it'd be interesting if they, if she, if she came clean to him and said like, this is how I feel and, and didn't accuse right. him of, of anything, but just said like, I don't know what to do with these feelings. This is just how I feel. It'd be interesting to see how he responded to that. And if he was like, Hey, look, I get it. This mm-hmm. is tough as shit. I'm struggling, but I am, when you walk in the door, like putting on the happy face, trying right. to make sure dinner's ready, trying to make sure that the, the kids are happy and like I'm doing 150%, mm-hmm. not for me, for you. 
so that you don't have more things to struggle with when you walk in the door so that you don't have more to deal with like i'm what would that what would that change about her perception of this whole thing i think would it change anything I, when you were saying that i was thinking they're not communicating because no. she said i've seen his discord messages about him venting um and i know that he finds it difficult but he's not telling her that he finds it difficult so it's almost like this problem could be solved if she spoke up about how she actually feels and he spoke up about how he actually feels and they don't have to be miserable. No, She has to recognize that she is better suited to provide for the family financially and he's better suited to provide for the family in the way that's raising the kids. Yeah. and But they have to do that in a... In a She's going to have to be careful for sure to do that in a non-accusatory, non-projective way. Because right now, everything she's feeling, she's projecting onto him 100%. She's so bitter that she's bitching that he's making homemade meals. Yeah. I'm like, if you were at home making homemade meals and I came home to homemade ravioli, I would not be bitching. I would be like, scrump. I would just be eating it up. If I came home on my birthday and the house was quiet. Yeah. I would lay on the couch and just lay there and enjoy the peace That's and quiet. The best I wouldn't gift be, you could get. I would not be bitching about it. But she feels so much guilt because she can't she cannot do it all. She can't provide no. for the family full time, work this job, and then come home and be the a hundred percent there. And and we say that about guys too that spend all day at work and then come home. But you have to be, you have to make an effort to be included in the bedtime routine. You have to make an effort to be there for your family in some about way. Op and her partner right now. Yes, she. I are mean, we, she. Are we talking about putting the kids to bed? Which bedtime routine are we talking about? I don't understand the question. What Sorry, was I was trying to be, was trying to be a teenage boy with it, and it went. Psh- You see what I live with? <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard bedtime routine and I went for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but the point you're making here is you make the most with what you have, right? Right. And and instead of instead of being bitter and saying I had to ask to be included in this, no, you didn't. You just do right. it. Just insert yourself in the things that you want to be included in and. And, and understand that as a parent that you're going to feel a certain level of guilt no matter what you do because you can't right, do everything yeah. like Candy Thunder saying. You can't do everything. You just can't. Like, I mean, I coming back to work sooner than anticipated after Navy Thunder was born was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do because it was unplanned. Changes in our business forced me to come back to work and then like overnight I lost being mm-hmm. able to stay home and be a part of those first couple of months and and was just thrown 100% back into the mix here and it it was very painful it was and brutal I still have him. guilt for that yeah. like it was it was a super emotional time and still have guilt for it I still have guilt for you know uh like yesterday I stayed home with Navy by choice all day and I did that for both of us and and I you know I tried to make it an eventful day we went and picked up pumpkins mm-hmm. and and we went and saw the giant inflatable dragon at Sam's and made a target run. But no matter what, you're not going to be able to to just provide the the sparkles and sunshine that OP feels like her husband is sprinkling through the air all the time right now or a comparative thing. Right. She's comparing it to what she went through and it's not fair. It's apples to oranges. So I feel like not that fruit can't be compared. <laughs> she has these 
I feel like those intrusive thoughts happen when you have this expectation of reality and your actual reality is not living up to that expectation. Yeah. So you, you've created what you think should exist and then here's the world over here. And so she thinks that his world should suck, that he should be overworked and tired and exhausted and pissed off whenever she gets home. But they're different people. I mean, why, why would you want it? To I be don't that know. Way? I don't. And that's, that's the part that she has to, she has to figure out on her own. And, and I don't know if that's just communicating with him or communicating to him via therapy to have a neutral party. Yeah. Um, that may be a really good, and that may be needed because I feel like her being able to express her feelings and maybe to some degree him as well without being accusatory she, would be really difficult. I would like to know, uh, it doesn't really say how old the son is, like how long dad has been staying home. She uh, said after she had maternity leave, she went back to work. Right. And so if, the, if, if she's still within that first year, I mean, there could be a reason that she's having these intrusive thoughts and that's true. something that she needs to address as soon as possible. That's very true. Because that's something like this. Like what have, what have we said before? Like you're bitter, you're angry, you're frustrated, and then you resent somebody. Right. And then you're indifferent. And when you reach is, indifference, yeah. you're done. You right. cannot come back from that. Like that's when you fall so out of love. She's in resentment right now. Yeah. She resents the hell out of this so situation. So she's one step away from their relationship being destroyed because she's one step from indifference. Because she thinks this world should exist over here, but this is the real world. Real. I said it. I did it. There's my R. It is the real world. Yeah. She can't. And that sucks for her. Yeah. And I hope she figures it out because what she has, if... If this goes down the path that we've seen stories like this go down, um, it ends in divorce and she's going to realize after that divorce that what she had was amazing. Yeah. And she's not going to realize it until it's gone. And, so and water your damn grass. Water your grass. And her question is, how do I not feel bitter about this? And what Candy Thunder just said, water your own grass. But I think it does take, it takes that analysis of why is this, why is this the pedestal that I'm putting things on mm-hmm. and comparing things against? And why do I want, why is my expectation for him to be miserable? And why do I want that? And I, and, and at some point, somehow you've got to explain your feelings to him and ask him to explain his feelings to you so that you can be all out in the open and you've got to start communicating those things. We probably over explain feelings. Yes. And I feel like it's a good thing. We probably do dump too much on each other, but I would rather it be that way than not. Than not know what's going on. I overshare. Me too. I'm an overshare. Maybe not feelings, but <laughs> I think I do. I think I think I've probably grown a lot in that area for explaining how yes. I feel and and my frustrations to well, you, and and that's a tough thing to put on your partner. And, and I think we kind of had to, and I think it changed after Navy was born because we had to. I had struggles, um, like with intrusive thoughts after Navy was born. Um, postpartum like that was to recognize that those were happening and not act on those thoughts um knowing that I had like it's like I had tools in the toolbox to know how to handle that situation but we had to learn how to communicate so that I didn't have those thoughts so that I didn't have those feelings where I felt like you didn't love me or you resented me or you were unhappy or all of these things and so I she just doesn't have the tools to to handle this situation and she needs to find a way to get the tools. And I feel, I do feel sorry for her. Me too. She's not on the ask on scale. Uh, no. And, and it's not an AICA story, but at the same time, it's like you, there's, you got to figure it out. You're one step away yeah. from, from your relationship or, or your, your love being destroyed. And, and I guarantee that this guy 
this guy cannot be happy all the time, but he's probably trying to do things to make his wife happy because he feels that she's unhappy and and he doesn't know what's wrong in doing so is just pissing her off. Right. And that's, that's just a a classic, like not communicating directly about how you feel. He, his next discord message is going to be dudes. I'm experiencing a real life Kobayashi Maru right here. (laughs) I made her homemade ravioli. (laughs) I pressed the edges together and she's still pissed off at me. And I don't know why (laughs) the more I do, the more pissed off she gets. Like, what do I do? That's sad. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't make homemade ravioli for you. It's probably not going to happen anytime soon. You grill an amazing steak, though. I do. That's what you've got going for you. She's, notice how she said steak, because when it comes to burgers, she prefers my dad's. Uh, your dad makes a great burger. This is what I'm saying. It, he does. And I've, a, tried, I've even created like my own versions of it. It's just, like, just not the same. I like the burgers that are like really thin. Um, and your dad is like, I, I don't know. I just like your dad. He's got burgers. a good process. Yeah. He does we have a good process. We haven't had those in a long time. Well, I know. Maybe we have a birthday party coming up. Maybe we could ask. <laughs> what am I going to ask your dad to make burgers? I'll, I'll make my version of my dad's burgers. So you can be like, it's just not the thing. I yeah. like, I'd like to go with more of the gourmet route. I like a, a, a juicier. Yeah. A, a thicker burger. A thicker, yeah. juicier. Yes. And I'm more like the, the thin frozen patties. Lightly seasoned. Well done. Yes. Yeah, I just, I just like them. I don't know why. When it comes to like a homemade burger, if I'm out and about and there's going to be a ton of toppings, then I'm, I'm fine with whatever. So. Okay. Our next story is a long one. It's from best of Redditor updates and it is titled, am I wrong for telling my 14 female daughter the truth about her aunt plus updates originally posted September 2nd, 2023. Sorry, this is long, but the background is important. Okay, so 23 years ago, last month, my youngest sister, Anna, moved in with her third college roommate in as many years. For context, both my middle sister, Cora, and I had the same roommate all four years of college. The new roomie, Bree, was cute, smart as hell, and new to dorm life. Bree's brother, Ed, moved her in, and I moved Anna in. I was 27, male at the time. Anna and Bree were 20, and Ed was 22. Anna and Ed really hit it off, and Ed asked Anna to dinner that night. Jokingly, I asked Bree out as well. Anna thought I was being serious and basically pushed Bree and I out the door. Ed and Anna never left the room. Bree and I went out for dinner, and when I say fell in love, I'm not kidding you, I was done for. I ordered dessert I ordered dessert just to keep the conversation going. I said dessert. <laughs> I ordered dessert. I lived only 20 minutes from their campus in a house I had bought myself. I asked Bree if she would like to come over, and for the first time in my adult life, I was turned down by a chick. But, turned down or not, I was hooked and started asking Bree out regularly. Ed was a grad student on campus, and he and Anna also kept dating. The girls were in their junior year, but since they were both dating the other's brother, they lived together for their senior year, too. Bree and I got engaged that October, and that is when Anna's switch flipped. Ed was still in grad school, and Anna was going to have at least one more semester of college before she had changed her major so much. They were in no position to get engaged. Anna was a constant pain in the behind during the wedding planning. She tried to cancel vendors, change orders, and even attempted to destroy Bree's dress. Ed threatened to break up with her if she didn't stop. She eventually stopped, but on the day of the wedding, she tried to spill something, still don't know what, on Bree's dress, but got it on her own instead. 
She ended up missing the whole wedding. At the reception, my sister Cora and Bree's brother, Dean, older than Ed and Bree, got engaged. All planned by Dean and Bree since both families were going to be there. Anna again had a fit, but calmed down at the thought of getting engaged at Cora's wedding. Ed didn't want to ruin the day anymore, so he kept quiet. Later, after Bree and I were gone, Ed caught Anna in a closet with a family friend doing the nasty. What is wrong with this girl, Jesus? I don't know, but... Ed, of course, broke up with her. Anna threw a fit, destroyed the venue, and ruined Cora and Dean's engagement party that took place after we left for our honeymoon. For 10 years, Anna was in our lives with a cycle of men that she would cheat on, rotating jobs, and having total meltdowns making our lives miserable. It all ended when she was arrested for fraud and spent the last 13 years out of our lives. Now she's back. Maya and Bree's youngest asked me why Aunt Anna and I don't get along. Anna had told her some lies and my daughter was confused because one involved Uncle Ed cheating on Anna. I sat down and told my 14-year-old the story I typed here. My wife thinks she is too young to be told all of this. Am I wrong? Edit to add, when Anna got out of prison, she showed up at family dinner uninvited and seemed to get all the kids, mine and Cora's, into conversations. Since all the kids share uncles, the eldest called BS early. It's our 14-year-old who questioned me. All of Cora's kids called BS. Anna isn't supposed to be around the kids anymore. Second edit, my wife wants me to add that her daughter's BS meter is not broken. She called BS on me when I said my wife is the first woman to turn me down. (laughs) Uh, Relevant comments, questions. I hate to break it to you, but your 14-year-old is a lot smarter than you and your wife give her credit for. Telling the truth is always the best, and it lets her know not to go anywhere near Anna. I see a restraining order in your future. Original OP's reply, we had one year ago, but it has expired. I filed for one a week ago and hope to have it approved over after the long weekend. I agree she is a lot smarter than my wife gives her credit for. I feel she can handle all of the truth, but my wife cut me off. I had so much more to tell her. I think the fact that she is my wife's last baby makes Bree a lot more protective of her. Questions. Okay, I think we need a link chart for this. <laughs> So, three siblings, Anna, Cora, and OP, all dated three siblings, Ed, Dean, and Bree. Cora and Dean and OP and Bree got married. Cora and Dean got engaged at OP and Bree's reception, which also became Cora and Dean's engagement party. Anna cheated, and she and Ed broke up. Anna became a criminal, absent from the family, now back. Original OP's reply, Ed married a wonderful woman. We love her. If Anna is married or dating, I honestly don't know. I literally saw her for the first time in 13 years a little over a week ago. After we left our reception, everyone stayed to celebrate the engagement until Anna vandalized the place. We did redo the engagement party later. Okay, there's more, but let's let's chat about this for a second. Because <laughs> Anna sounds like a peach. Anna be crazy. Yeah, Anna, Anna sounds like a peach. She sounds like... Um a narcissist who believes that she's entitled to whatever anyone else has. Yeah. And so those people typically don't fare well in life. No, no. I mean, she, the thing he said in the first paragraph that she had been at college for three years um, and had that many roommates. So she had, she had to get a new roommate every year, probably because she was, I'm guessing stealing and being Mm. shitty to the other person. She had burned them. Yes. And so they would not be her roommate again. So she got placed with someone else and then she got placed with Brie she but was I, only with Bree two years because because they she were was dating, dating her brothers, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that Bree allowed her um, her brother and sister in law to get engaged at her wedding. So I does I do think that that speaks volumes about the kind of person that Bree is, 
Because if you're going to invite someone to get engaged at your wedding, yeah, I feel like we've heard stories selfless. about people having having big issues with that. Yes. so she approved it ahead of time and was it was a it. part of it. Yeah, because yeah, she encouraged yeah. it. Yeah, so I do think that says something to the the person that OP is married to. So yeah, Anna sounds like a shit show, and it didn't start. It didn't start with with Ed, right? It, it she was a shit no, show. No, I guarantee this. it started when she was like she. She's like the. Like she was just born that way. I guarantee it. I, I don't think that it probably happened her entire childhood. So uh, more likely a psychopath than a sociopath? Uh, yeah, I would probably say yes. Okay. Because, I mean, OP, um, who is her brother, and Cora, who is her sister, I feel like had, unless there's something that happened that, that we get into later um, that triggered this, I feel like, yes, Anna was probably born this way. And, and to get out of prison and immediately show up and start trying to turn the children against yeah, everyone. That's, that's just, like you said, that's, that's psychopathic tendencies to, to live, to live in that, your own place. Like that you, the world revolves around you. You know, she spent those 13 years in there trying to figure out how she was going to turn everyone's oh, yeah. world upside down. She can do no wrong. Out and just started, started doing it. She's I like, gar- I'm going to start with the kids. Yeah. I guarantee you she, whatever fraud and stuff that she went to prison for, um, was not her fault. Right. Like she wouldn't take any responsibility for her actions because yep. she didn't do anything wrong. Well, she got busted uh, doing the nasty and cheating on Ed at, at the wedding reception slash engagement party. And when she got busted, she vandalized the place yeah, because she didn't do anything it. wrong. Because she got busted. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah, she's, kill. I'm sure people in comments will let us know like what kind of, uh, what this disorder is called. Right. But we're going to go with psychopath because, that's what makes like, sense right now. She has no remorse and she can do no wrong. Um, and the world revolves around her. So she's got, she's got some stuff going on. I can't imagine like how, like what updates are entailed with this, right? <laughs> like I'm like, Oh my gosh, it has to get much worse before it gets better. It has to. Well, yeah, it's a best of Reddit or update. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, update September 5th, 2023, three days later, it happened today, and I'm not sorry. The restraining order was denied because the judge is a softie. We filed an appeal before leaving. While we were filing the appeal, Anna rushed to the school and tried to pull my teenager out early. My daughter was at lunch with friends in the outside eating area. It's gated, but the video shows Anna walking up to the gate, speaking to my daughter, and then walking to the office. Now, I'm very glad I told the truth, and my wife is as well. Our daughter pretended to gather her things and walk to the office to meet Anna, but instead told a teacher her aunt is crazy and trying to kidnap her. The police were called, and Anna was arrested, and I bet we get our restraining order tomorrow. Holy shit. The school acted quickly and perfectly, keeping my daughter and the rest of the students safe. I'm grateful I talked to my daughter when I did. My daughter is safe. Anna is back behind bars. I thought today was going to be bad, but it turned out okay. Thank you to this community for listening. This has been good for me. Edit to add the last three hours. I'm shaken, and so is all of our family. I just calmed down enough to post. Almost as soon as I hit post, there was a knock at my door, and it was the sheriff. For background, we know him. Dean, Ed, and Bree were raised by their grandfather, the former sheriff, and the current sheriff has known them his entire career. The family had gathered because we wanted to support each other. Anna had also attempted to remove Ed's 14-year-old daughter from school. The girls were upset, so we were all together. What the sheriff shared baffles me. Anna apparently had drugs and a weapon in the car she was driving. We don't know what she had planned or how she got the weapon that begins with a G. 
We all looked at the picture and it is not one that we have ever seen. Anna will be arraigned tomorrow on charges of attempted kidnapping, possession with intent, and bringing a weapon onto school grounds. What in the actual? Yeah, she had a she had a pew pew in the car. So she was yeah. So her her plan of thirteen years in prison was to definitely not definitely start with the kids and not just try to turn them against everyone, right. but use them against everyone. And she got a gun from somewhere illegally because she had just gotten out of prison. She couldn't get a gun. Jeez. Oh yeah. My. And she went to their to their teenager school to try to take them out. That's yeah. That's confirmed psychopath because. I can't begin to tell you how shaken we are or scared I am for my children. My son is two hours away at college, but he is coming home to be with his sister and us. I'm very proud of my daughter. She asked if she would be allowed to speak at the arraignment, and the sheriff promised to ask. I'm not sure if it's allowed, but I'm proud that she wants to stand up for herself. We have to be at the courthouse tomorrow at 9 a.m. and wait for Anna's case to be called. They have to arraign her within 24 hours of arrest, so we know it will be before noon. Her trial took up to two years to be prosecuted. Her fraud trial was three years long, but this part is quick. They are asking for no bail as no one will take her into their homes. My mother and father are beside themselves, absolutely devastated and blaming themselves. A mark of the amazing woman Ed ended up with. She knelt in front of my parents and told them it was not their fault. Anna asked to speak to our parents, Cora and myself, but at this point, we all have declined. We're too angry, too upset, and too hurt. I'll update tomorrow after the hearing okay there's another update but before then what, what do you think anna was gonna say to them she asked to talk to them just let me talk to him just let me just let me talk to him well, what do you think she was gonna say you know she's not wrong she didn't do anything no, wrong here. of course not and no. the the weapon and the drugs were you know just for just for show just for fun yeah nothing wrong she there. Gonna teach the teenagers how to party right? yeah yeah by getting them out of school when she had no permission to get them out of school um but i do think if he hadn't told the 14 year old exactly what was going on. Um, I don't think that she would have been released to the aunt, but she may not have understood the severity of the yeah, situation. She wouldn't have understood the danger. So I think it's important that he told his, his 14 year old, the truth and knowing our 14 year olds, I feel like we would tell them the truth. If that was, if that was a possible right. issue in our life, I think at 14 <sighs> that they're old enough to understand but Some clearly, situations, yeah. OP and the family had no idea that she would do something this crazy. No, this seems like too. I think because she knew that she didn't get what she wanted by showing up to that dinner, that it escalated her wanting to do something she to hurt the to people take that it by force. Yeah, that probably had a hand in putting her behind bars in her mind by not helping her do whatever mm. it was. Like she probably blames them for being in prison. Okay. So, so she tried to take OP's daughter and tried to take Ed's daughter too. Mm -hmm. So like the people that had wronged her. Yeah. So, so it was the people that had wronged her starting with, you know, that wedding reception. Ooh, that just got even scarier because now like she had revenge yeah. on her mind. She was, she, she was, was taking the daughter. Yeah. That's what it seems like anyway. I don't know that's the case, mm -hmm. but it sure seems like it. Like she wanted to get back at the people who, who had destroyed her life right by taking something yes. that was hey ew i didn't i yeah i didn't connect those dots until you said that but yeah that's ooh, that's up that's scary very scary final update september 6th 2023 one day later today my youngest sister was arraigned for attempting to kidnap my daughter for clarity my daughter's name will be gwen for anyone following my post, I am naming people A, B, C, D, E, G. I skipped F because I'm not creative enough to get a female name my daughter won't need <laughs> me for. 
So if you ever had to go to an arraignment court, what happens is everyone is let in at 8.45 a.m. and you have to wait for the case to be called. Anna's lawyer asked my parents, me and Cora, to meet with Anna as she was pleading guilty to some of the charges and would not be released today. My wife and her brothers agreed we should go and maybe get some answers. We got no answers, only rantings mm-hmm. of how we are horrible people to keep her out of our family and that we abandoned her. We turned her niece against her and we resent the fact that she is so much better of a human being than we are. Yeah, boom, clearly, boom, boom. Clearly. Yeah. My mother is a mess. She hasn't been able to stop crying. We waited for a long time, and Anna was the last case before the lunch break. The judge made a statement about yesterday's judge and how we should have walked out of here with an order of protection. He also said he doubted an order of protection would have helped, which is probably Mm -hmm. true. He ordered a psyche vow before trial. He read a report that said she was okay for arraignment, so he proceeded. He did allow Gwen and her cousin, Helen, to speak. I have tried to attach a photo of what Gwen wrote, but Helen decided not to speak at the last minute. From Gwen, my name is blank. Until yesterday, school was my safe place. I never worried about anything. I am not mispopular, but I have good friends and my classmates are good people. Yesterday, someone who should love me, who should want to protect me, took away my safe place. I have aunts who would jump into fire to save me. Now I have one who would push me in. I only met her 10 days ago. In that short time, she has shaken my foundations. I am asking this court to make right what she stole and please keep her away from me and my family. I'm only 14, but in the past 10 days, I feel like I have aged 20 years. I know Anna wants me to ask for mercy, but that is not safe for me to do. To say I'm proud of my little girl doesn't begin to cover it. Yes, her brother, sister, and cousins did help her, but she read this in a courtroom in front of the judge. Anna did attempt to interrupt, but was threatened with contempt. Of Anna, course she did. Yeah, of, of course, course she, she interrupted. She's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. none of that's true. Yeah. But, uh, but, but Gwen, yeah. but Gwen. We were just going to have fun with the drugs. Anna pleaded guilty to possession charges. She fought the attempt at kidnapping. Her argument is that the school would have never released the girls to her based on the school policies, and therefore she had no reasonable expectations of success. However, she was the last case on the docket by design. While one solicitor was in arraignment court, another one was with the grand jury. About 20 minutes before Anna was called, she was indicted on kidnapping charges. The judge actually smiled when when he denied bail. Yes, everyone is getting therapy. It's likely two years before Anna's trial because of the motions of legal blah, blah. So when we left the courthouse about an hour ago, this ended this crazy 10-day ride of Hurricane Anna. Thank you to everyone for your support and advice. My family and I enjoyed your comments. While we thought joining Reddit to vent about Anna would be just for fun, we should have remembered this is Anna and nothing is fun around her. She can suck the joy from every experience. More comments from Original OP. My parents have always seen problems. They paid for therapy for years for Anna, had her evaluated for mental illness, punished her actions, called her out for misbehavior. The list goes on. They have never been in denial. They have always expected Anna to suffer the consequences of her actions and never once have bailed out Anna out. Even when she stole a candy bar at 11, she had to confess to the store owner and pay for it for, from her money. My parents are not the typical boomer parents who needed the commercial reminding them they had kids. They were super involved and did everything to get Anna help early and often. Anna just never learned. She is under review by the other two county judges. What the sheriff told us is from what they said this morning, it looks like she looked at recent events and not the history. Recent events, screaming, lying, bitching, are not grounds for an RO. But had the judge reviewed the history, like the application for the original order of protection, 
correct term, apparently, she would have decided differently. Basically, she had a lapse in judgment. Anna and wedding could be a freaking novel. We were engaged for eight months. It was a long ass eight months. My wife wanted a simple church wedding with 50 people, but did not get her wish. Try a church wedding with 200 people. Anna's stress seriously tested our relationship. But seeing that smile on Bree's face as she handed her bouquet to my sister Cora and then stepped away as Dean got down on one knee made me more sure than ever I had hooked the greatest. I'm the luckiest SOB on the planet. I don't deserve her. We were at the airport when her cousin called to tell us the cops were arresting Anna for assault and vandalism. I thought it was a joke, but no, Anna had done over 50K in damages and assaulted two people. Bree hung up and looked at me. First words out of her mouth. When we get home, we're throwing an engagement party like no one has ever seen, and they will be talking about it for years. Bree isn't perfect. Like tonight, she yelled at me because I forgot to take my pen out of my pocket and got ink on the clothes. Last night, she took out all the covers in the bed and snored like a foghorn. After court yesterday, she drank four Tennessee teas, I think, maybe. After after court yesterday, she drank four Tennessee teas and had to sleep it off. But she is perfect for me. She hooked me like a big mouth on a double hook the night we met. She never changed the bait, and I get caught every time. Well, at least they're... They have a strong relationship, like they're happy together because to endure what they had to with Anna is just. I, I like the Bree isn't perfect. Like tonight she yelled at me because I forgot to take. Wait, no, that's something you f***ed up. That's not her yeah. being imperfect. She got mad at you because you did something stupid. That's it must have got on her clothes. Uh, what doesn't matter? No. It's like that, he's using that as, as, a, as an example of her not being perfect. I'm like, maybe that shouldn't be on the list here, bro. <laughs> We're gonna remove that. These guys, these guys have been through hell, though, and to uh, and to still be what seems like you know, I know they're shaken, but mm-hmm. to seem relatively unshaken is is admirable. I she's could, uh, in. I mean, she's behind bars. She didn't get bail. She has to wait in prison for this trial to come. Yeah, and um, then I mean, hopefully, she's away for a long time. Because right. if she ends up getting, well, I mean, if she ever gets out, yeah. she's going to have another plot cooked up. You know she is. Man, I Sp- wish she could go to prison, um, like, away from where they live. I don't know how that works, but. Well, even when she, I mean, even then, if she got released, she's going to come right back. Yeah, that's true. Like, they would have to uproot their entire lives. Yeah. To get away from this and disappear. girl. And, and not tell she, anyone. She would, she'd hunt them down somehow. Yeah. So if she ever gets out, you're going to have to play this game all over again. And, you know, your kids may be, your kids are going to be mm. adults by then and they're going to have kids and you're just going to have to be on guard about the whole damn thing. That's so messed up. And in order of protection, the judge was right, isn't going to stop anything. She's not going to, she's not going to obey the rules. She never has. That's been her game. So. And it sounded like the parents, I mean, it does sound like that she was born this way, that they tried to do yeah. everything they could right. to fix the situation and Which nothing makes you stuck. Friggin' grateful for the kids you have right? right like i'm so so relieved that we don't have these kinds of issues with any of our children I, yeah i i can't yet. imagine yet yeah the jury's still out on navy thunder we don't know we don't know <laughs> what kind say of, that. <laughs> we don't know what kind of problems she's gonna no, end up that girl's with. an empath she feels so much yeah that's true <laughs> that, is, that is true what you were talking about the other night um Navy was climbing up on you and Luna was trying to climb up on you at like the same time. And you were trying to tell Luna to get down. Yes. But you said Navy instead of Luna by accident. And I said, I said, Navy, stop. And I like pushed Luna away because Luna is a space invader. Like she will. She's an 85 pound. Yeah, she was. And I was in the floor and she was trying to climb on me. And I was trying to get Navy in my lap because she wanted to sit on me. And 
Luna was like, oh, I'll come. And she's like, oh, yeah. yeah I'll Is sit it on cuddle your time? Yeah. And I do, I do cuddle with the dogs. Don't think that I just push them away because I hardcore cuddle with. And when you try to cuddle with Luna, she rejects you. She's yeah. like, are you it's only, be her idea. Are you she's only like cuddle? A cat. <laughs> she she like cuddles a cat. on Luna's terms. Because yeah. I'll, oh, whoa. I'll, uh, I'll try to lay on Luna and she's like, no, no. No, I, I'm not I a had my own position going yeah. on here. But Navy, whenever, whenever yes. Candy Thunder accidentally said, Navy, no, get, get down, got all boo boo faced and was like, I was like, no, 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 not you. I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. I meant Luna. And she's like, Una, up. Una. <laughs> and I have to tell this, we're, we're going to have to bleep it out. Uh, but yesterday, I let her have a tiny little bite of a uh, of an almond joy, and she's like, mm. "And I'm like, oh, you like coconut?" And she goes, "Coca, <laughs> Coca, Coca, see you next Tuesday. Coca, see you next Tuesday." <laughs> That's what she said, and I'm like, "It's adorable. We need to fix that, though." She was calling, telling you something the other day, and she, you're like, "She's calling me a bitch," but she's not calling me a bitch. But it's coming out as the word "bitch." <laughs> I don't know what she was saying, but yeah, she. It was amazing. We're we're to the point now where we really have to watch our mouths around here because she is a parrot. Yes, one hundred percent imitates everything we do and says everything that we say. So yep. like repeat it back, but she's building that vocab. Yep. She got it. And since she's the the bebe, and you know her next closest siblings are teenagers, mm-hmm. now she wants to do everything that like the big kids do, right? And she wants to do everything mommy and daddy are doing. The other day, she asked me. She told me she needed to go to Target, and I was I had my purse still like on me, and she's like, "I need the keys. I need to get the keys. I need to go to Target." And she got she was trying to get in my purse to take the keys, and I was like, "Navy, stop!" <laughs> she's like, "It's my purse. It's mine." This mine. Uh, and I'm like, well, I almost wanted to go take her out and set her in the car and be like, what you going to do? Put her in her little tykes car. Yeah. Hand her the keys and be like, yeah. You're off on a great adventure. So I, I did take her to, to Target yesterday when I had my, my day off with her. And uh, we had a couple things to pick up. But but there was a an all-in-motion flannel shirt there that I wanted to grab because I'd seen it before and finally convinced myself to get it. So I went back and I, I was trying it on to, to figure out which size I needed to, to get because I've lost weight and I have to make sure. Normally, it'd be like XL all day, but now I have to make sure I'm like large will fit this way, but I need to make sure the length is mm-hmm. whatever. That part's not important for the story. Anyway, I was trying it on and uh, and Navy Thunder was like, this is Navy's. Like, it's way too big for you. It's not Navy size. And she was so sad that they didn't have one in her size. Plays him like a fiddle. She was so sad. So we went to her section and looked at stuff and ended up coming home with like three different shirts and and a couple pairs of of leggings. And and (laughs) it was all mama approved stuff. Luckily, I I, I did okay, except for uh, I ended up getting something she already had. (laughs) That's such a dad thing. Yep. So I was exp- I was describing it to Candy Thunder on my way home, and she's like, ah. and I'm like, oh no, did I? What did I screw up? There was a sound of disappointment <laughs> in that. Yeah. No, it wasn't disappointment. It was just I was I was like, do I tell him that she already has it, or do I just take it back and not tell him that she already has it, so he can have his moment? She told me. Yeah. And I was like, damn it, no. <laughs> total total sidetrack on that one. Yep. Sorry. Um. Honest crazy. Oh, it is great. I feel bad for the rest of the family. Uh, I'm glad that she's behind bars. I hope that however long she stays behind bars, um, I mean, does her some good. But I don't. I I don't see her changing. I see her getting out 
again and never getting back out. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, what is it going to take for her to? F- no, I that's know. that's the scary part. But if she was behind bars for twelve years for fraud, like it was pretty serious fraud, right? But now she's got attempted kidnapping. She's got uh, possession of a weapon on school grounds. She's got possession um, of drugs. Possession of drugs with mm-hmm. an intent to distribute because of the amount. Like it's she's got enough now to where she should be behind bars for a long, 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 long. long she time. was out for ten days, maybe longer. We don't know how long it was before she was able to get to their family. It wasn't long. Yeah, but yeah, she's. I would just. I would. I don't know if if family members have to be notified whenever someone's getting out. I don't know. But either. you need to make sure that you're notified whenever she's getting out, right? So you can circle the wagons and make sure everyone is on guard. Yeah, that's. I would be. I would be terrified if yeah. she's and 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 what um, his daughter said at the arraignment hearing was like spot on. She took something from all of them. Yep. Like she made them feel unsafe, and and that was the goal. And you can't get that back. Like once that's taken from you, I don't know how you get that back yeah. without always having that fear in the back of your mind. And I hate, I hate that she did that to kids. That I do sucks. think that uh, that regardless of how long away she go or how long she goes away for, that getting the family involved with like some self defense classes, coming up with plans for like mm-hmm. if someone tries to to take you or do something crazy, like everybody needs to have panic buttons and pepper spray, and like everybody needs to go through some training right now and have a plan. So here's just in case. I mean, she's what. Anna would be what in her forties at this point if they've got kids that are in college, so sure. twenty years yeah. um, since their wedding or twenty some years. Um, she's not going to change. Like she's no, never going to change. No. Well, she's not going to get better in prison. That's so, for sure. Let's say she goes away for twenty years. She gets out at sixty, seventy. My my biggest fear in all of this is that because we have an overcrowded prison system, assuming mm. this is in the United States, that she ends up getting. Getting released early and then, you know, and it does something stupid. Right. Yeah. It would, I would, it would be suck. scared. Even, even while she's in prison, like this is, this is a ghost that's going to haunt everyone in this mm-hmm. family. It's going to be in the back of their minds all the time. It's always going to be there like a yeah. dark cloud just waiting to rain. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, she took it. She, she took their piece and that sucks. Are you ready for our last story? Yes. And I made this a. <laughs> A lighthearted WTF story. Okay. We like to end with the lighthearted ones now. That's I try. You know, they're just not, they're few and far in between. Um, so sometimes I just can't make it happen because I don't have time to find them. So. I get it. But but our our first one today was also stellar. Yeah. And I that was your own. So. Funny. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Uh, we'll have to start sprinkling in some of my like public restroom stories because I have plenty of those. Or maybe how you hid sandwiches in your closet. I was, in, in, I was a kid in elementary school. I was a kid. I was like, I don't know what I How was doing. How many were in there? I don't know, but it stunk. It, was, <laughs> it stunk. He didn't eat his sandwiches for lunch. And so he hid him in his closet right. and then his mom finally found him. But there, because my there room were like over like rotting, like, rotting I, deli meat. I swear somebody said there were over 20 sandwiches no, in your closet. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but surely not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Like I just, I don't, I don't, I don't I have no idea. I have no answers. <laughs> I have no answers. You didn't want to hurt your mom's feelings. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what what issue I had with like eating it at school. I don't know. Maybe I was super self-conscious about eating in front of people. I wouldn't think that would be the case, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I went through that. Like I, as a girl, like on a first date when you're like 15, 16. Like not wanting to eat in like, front of someone. I'll have a milkshake, please. <laughs> I'm afraid to eat anything. <laughs> That, uh, that didn't happen. That wasn't that wasn't how our first date was. Oh, no, no. I ate by then. No. 
<laughs> I hate my pretzel, my beer pretzel. Beer pretzels, a- Applebee's. Yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he either likes me for me or he doesn't like me. <laughs> right. Because I'm hungry. At this point in life, you take it or leave it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is uh, this is from the AITA subreddit and it is titled, Am I the astronaut for taking potatoes off a guy's plate at a wedding? <laughs> <laughs> she stole somebody's taters right I, there. I tell you what. I think I read this story, but honestly, I don't remember it. But I saw the title and I was like, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> that looks fun. <laughs> I just got back from, what if it's like super heavy now? <laughs> I like, hope we'll not. We'll get into it. And I, d- it's like I don't remember. Somebody ends up in prison. There's a crazy person. Um, yeah. yeah. 50K in damages. Did we not learn our lesson on we the VIP live? Oh, right. So yeah. That, that random cold read did not work out yeah. well. Okay. Uh, I just got back from my friend's wedding in Mexico. I, it was at a fancy all-inclusive. Everyone mostly did their own thing with only a few group events planned, other than the wedding and reception, obviously. One of the group activities was dinner out at, out at one of the restaurants that required a reservation. It was beautiful, and the service was fantastic. One hiccup. The best man did not want potatoes. He wasn't allergic. Potatoes did not take out his parents in a dark alley, and he hasn't sworn to avenge them, as far as I know, anyways. I speak Spanish, and after he asked me, I asked the waiter to please not serve him potatoes. Well, you know where this is going. He was mal- <laughs> he was he was maliciously served potatoes, Malicious. and he would not shut up about it. <laughs> he pointed out to everyone at our table that he had been served a starchy tuber against his wheel <laughs> wheel <laughs> against his will. Other tables were watching him and listening to him get upset about the potatoes. He ate the rest of his meal, but would not drop the potatoes. He sounds so much. He sounds like so much fun. He does. I couldn't take it anymore. I reached over and grabbed the potatoes with my hand and put them on my plate, and then <laughs> I ate them. He just sat there, stunned. Then he got up and went to his suite. He avoided me the rest <laughs> of the time, but he made sure to tell everyone what an asshole I was and how unladylike my behavior was. I just wanted him to shut the f- up about the potatoes. My friend wants me to apologize for causing drama. What the f- op? Solved a problem for him. It's you like, know what? I can't believe there are there are starchy <laughs> tubers on my plate here. I cannot believe it. Look how I've been wronged. And then someone takes him and he's like, <gasps> I've been wronged again. You took you know my what? starchy tubers. If you do not want to be treated like a kid, then don't act like a kid about potatoes on your plate. Are they hurting you? Are they? You're not allergic to them. They didn't do anything wrong. They're just sitting there. Don't eat them. Who cares? <laughs> you, you know what? I want to haunt this guy. Forever dressed as a potato, and like think Ross about how from many Friends. options you have. Yeah, <laughs> think about how many options Spud you Nick. have. <laughs> Spud Nick, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, it's a Christmas poo. <laughs> Ross is dressed like duty. Uh, I want think about how many options you have for potatoes. You got mashed potatoes, you got french fries, you got tater tots, you got hash browns. Mm. There's all kinds of things that you could you could put in front of this guy and listen to how he just flips out. Who the flips out about getting a potato on their plate. I don't know. And it's like potatoes are easy to move to the side. Yeah. Like it sounds like they were, if she picked them up and grabbed them, they were like cut up potatoes. It sounds like kind of like, I don't know, whatever. Potato strings. Potatoes are gratin. <laughs> but she ate them. I love that she ate them. Like and that that to me just like seals the whole like. And the fact that she huge. reached over with her hand and grabbed them. It's like even better. It's like, dude, just shut the up. They're just potatoes. And now he's like. <gasps> What's potatoes, precious? <laughs> potatoes. I can, can boil you, them up, mash them, put them in a stew. Can you just imagine the, his face when she reached over and grabbed the potatoes off his plate? Like it had to have been like the most glorious. 
<laughs> the most glorious feeling in the world to to take those and him be like my potatoes <laughs> my potatoes my potatoes he wasn't even he was done at that point he just well here's the deal clearly he's uh he's a drama queen Right. Like clearly he wants something to bitch about because as soon as you removed the thing that he had as ammo to bitch about, he got offended. And then you were an asshole. You could only be an asshole in this scenario by removing the problem. You could only be an asshole if you had wronged him in some way. So the way that you wronged him was removing the thing he had to bitch about because he was putting on a huge show about it. Right. He made sure to tell everybody and point it out to everybody. Look, look at this. They put potatoes on my plate. Don't they know who I am? Can you, uh, you know what? She should apologize. She should go up to him and say, I'm sorry for solving your problem. That's right. I am so sorry. You heinous asshole. (laughs) That's what she should say to him. Oh. And then she should throw throw a pile of mashed potatoes at him. I, I legitimately think that for the rest of this trip, it would have been hilarious if like she hid French fries and shit just <laughs> in his stuff. Find Hash a way browns to, for breakfast. Find a way to like sneak some taters into his uh, into his luggage <laughs> so that when he goes through customs, when he gets back, they're like, did you bring any food with you? And he's like, no. And then they're like, what are these potatoes? And he's like, <laughs> oh my God. There's no. The it would have been even better if they were the ones from dinner. <laughs> she just wrapped him up in a napkin and put him in his suitcase. <sighs> she just regurgitates them yeah. and puts them in a plastic bag. So I okay, I remembered it why I picked that story when you were reading it. Uh, it came back to me. It was the line where she said about um, that his parents weren't assaulted in a dark, yeah. dark alley by by potatoes. <laughs> yeah, he's not Potato Batman. <laughs> they aren't his Joker. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. I don't, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't either. Like act like an adult that I would imagine a kid acting that way. If there was a food on their plate that they didn't like, but I can't imagine an adult acting that way with the food on their plate. Like, unless they were allergic to it. How dare you serve me starch? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, our kids are going to start acting like that now. <laughs> with it just to call attention to themselves. Can you believe this? Yeah. Can you believe this? Imagine how this dick knot acts in restaurants <laughs> oh, everywhere. Uh, yeah. He's got to be just a, a nightmare. He must be the brother of the story you read last week. The guy that was like in the perfect relationship, except oh. for how she went out to restaurants and acted. Like, and her this must be her. Yeah. yeah, this has to be the they brother. They got to come from the same Because they're from the, yeah. I'm Something's sure he, always wrong. If it was all inclusive, he didn't have to tip, right? But Or if they went out to a local restaurant mm-hmm. where that was reservation, if he had to pay it all... Bet your ass he didn't tip. Oh, I guarantee this guy didn't tip. There was probably a gratuity on his ticket, but he probably bitched about it. <laughs> He's been trained that way. Oh, uh, I would no. not. I would not be in a relationship with somebody, friend, whatever, um, if they acted like that at a restaurant. Yeah, if they I treated would, people like that, it's period. so embarrassing. Well, and you know who they really are if they're willing to treat somebody they don't know with that much disrespect. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be wouldn't be friends with that person so the wedding hadn't happened yet at this point uh but at the reception food fight right oh i would have i would have put a dollop of mashed potatoes right on his plate, <laughs> like right on the side Funk. it's like Those a perfect spoons. ice cream scoop with like the clicky thing yeah Click. right and, on the you know spoons make great launchers for mashed potatoes i'm just saying just thunk. who doesn't like potatoes I mean, there are plenty of people who can't do starch or just choose uh, yeah. not to do starch. That's but, true. But I think Opie said there's no there's no allergy. There's nothing like that. He just didn't want potato. Ugh. No means no. 
No potatoes. I mean, you probably shouldn't have gotten the potatoes on his plate if he specifically asked for no potatoes, but shit happens. Yeah. Is it worth... You roll with it. Is it worth creating a ginormous spectacle about? I think... I, I know the kind of person that he's... That she's describing, this guy who bitches about everything. Um, but I can't imagine just bitching the whole night about potatoes he probably doesn't even realize that he bitches so much he's just one of those like you say he has you, to constantly talk about the problems that are bothering uh, him that okay. are affecting him and he doesn't realize how much he runs shit into the ground right well and then as soon as one problem was removed he had to have another problem oh, to take yep. its place so yep. op became that he's always the Can victim you believe this asshole did so guy i have i have someone for you to meet she's actually in prison right now but <laughs> her name's anna you guys should get along just fine. If your fuel is problems, <laughs> by golly, we have a renewable yep. resource for you. Because she doesn't like potatoes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good luck with good luck with all that. Yeah. <laughs> Do not apologize to this guy. No, you did him a no. favor. Hell no. And and, and he would, was done eating. He wasn't eating anymore. She took the food off his plate and he wasn't even eating. She said he had finished everything except for the potatoes and she just took him off his plate. He was done. How defeating to be OP and be like, I just wanted, I just wanted to shut him. I just wanted him to shut the fuck up. And in doing so caused a whole new bitch session <laughs> about something different. And now he was going around telling everyone what an asshole she was. And they're like, no, you're, like, you're the problem. It's you. Like, yes, I'm the potato thief. That's right. It's me. <laughs> I, I just go around stealing potatoes. That's what I do. I can't help myself. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a potato thief. <laughs> I really enjoy potatoes. So. Why is homeboy such a tater hater? <laughs> I've been trying to come up with something this whole time. Like spud, it didn't work. It just didn't work for anything. A tater hater. Yeah. This spud's a dud. I don't know. I just, there's got to be more there. I'm like, well, this tater doesn't like him, so. <laughs> That's right. Piss this tater off. <laughs> maybe maybe it's not that you don't like taters. Maybe it's that taters don't like you, sir. Again. Take that. Slow clap. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for uh, for jumping back in, even though, um, you know, even though we're, we're relationship-y. Um, <laughs> we're too coupley. We're too coupley. Even though you didn't, you, we don't like. Yeah. We're not affectionate. Okay, let me go. <laughs> let me go. She's not a hugger. She doesn't really enjoy hugs. You know who else is like that? Navy Thunder. It's it's only every now and then is she like super affectionate. Yeah. So if if I hug Candy Thunder for more than like four seconds, it becomes a struggle snuggle. It's like it's it makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, Ava though is she's a snuggler. She likes to Maybe space a little invade. Bit of a space invader. She yeah. likes to space invade. <laughs> I hope you guys have seen that episode of Bluey where Wyntum is a space invader. And he's like, people keep running away from me. And Bluey's like, yes, because you you stand too close. Like you, most people stand about this distance, not you. You get right up close. It's like, oh, is that why people keep running away from me? Yeah, yeah probably. probably. <laughs> uh, yep. Toddler parents. Here we are. Okay, thank you so much again for Bluey's so good though for diving in. Yeah, uh, even though there were forces at play that uh, that would have kept you from doing it. We're, anyway, uh, so. we're gonna have a trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning: This episode involves Candy Thunder. <laughs> Move it along. Trigger warning: These people are in a relationship. No, and we'll talk uh, about relationships and family. Here's and I said that about the you can be the juiciest peach, and there's still people don't that don't like peaches. But I think it goes in line with what you said, uh, and a good way to end. But. Uh, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Absolutely. And you have no control over other people's opinions of you. Like you cannot control what they say or what they think about you. You can only control how you react to that situation. Right. Um, 
And for and us, and how I'm going to act is I'm going to sit right here in the seat because yeah. this is what we do. And and for us, it would be it would be inauthentic for us to try to react differently than how we react naturally right. and how we how we view things based on our world experiences to this point. It would be it would be disingenuous of us to 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 pretend to be something that we're not. So we right. won't do that. I love taters. It's the internet, especially this one. <laughs> I love taters too. <laughs> I like a tater tot. We have a tater tot. I like a tater tot. Yeah. I like French fries. I love crinkle cut French fries. <laughs> We're, we got to do the Forrest Gump version of it though, right? <laughs> Hot mashed potatoes, <laughs> twice baked potatoes, baked potatoes, uh, baked potatoes rolled in, in rock salt where you can eat the skin as well. I, I don't like, like those. French fries, crinkle fries, Ooh. curly fries, seasoned potatoes. fries, sweet taters. No, we're we're just stuck on regular taters right now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Right, you're getting into a different breed of taters right now. Do you remember the potatoes we didn't like? Oh no, those were carrots. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that fancy restaurant we went to and it had like root vegetables? Oh, and they yeah. were so gross. We were like, we're not fancy people. We're not. And those the steak was amazing. We ain't it was bougie. so good. Um, but the vegetables. It was some kind of alien object that it looked uh, like, it looked like what you pull. looked like what you what like what do you pull out of when you like pull the grass out of the ground like a weed out and it looked like what was at the end of the weed the root <laughs> and i was so like a, yeah uh like a mario like a super mario brothers onion yeah uh, yes <laughs> it was not good it was so not good and i was like i tried to be fancy but i'm not fancy we ain't bougie i'm sorry we ain't bougie <laughs> we're not no, no, uh, no. I mean, as you could tell, well, Ethan like, is rocking it? her. Her karma is a is a cat T Swift hoodie, yeah, and I'm rocking my, my Chiefs present. gear because this all makes sense. Um, so well, maybe not anymore. Dun, we'll dun, see. Dun. By the time this comes out, yeah. it may have all fallen apart, or maybe have been validated. We'll see. We'll see what Mama Kelsey clarifies here. She didn't like it. We'll see. All right. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. I came out all scratchy. Enjoy your taters. <clears throat> Bye. <laughs> no tater left behind. <laughs> Eat your taters. <laughs>